Well, my friends, oftentimes many people will say that if they had lived in the time of the apostles and if they had seen all of the miracles and if they, have, if they had heard the voice of Jesus itself preach the beautiful sermons and the messages, well, then belief would be a whole lot easier. But that for us, separated by 2,000 years' time, it is a little difficult. Uh, in fact, many of us, the picture, the mental picture we have of Jesus uh, is, comes from paintings or comes from uh, the Passion of the Christ or Jesus of Nazareth. Maybe even Jesus Christ Superstar, who knows? Uh, But for many of us, we have this mental picture that's been influenced by culture. But we say, if I would have seen the man, if I would have heard his voice, what did Jesus' voice sound like? What was the cadence of his voice? If I would have seen those miracles, if I would have eaten that bread that was multiplied, if I would have seen the person who was crippled get up, well, then I would absolutely believe. It'd be a lot easier. Instead, I just have to take it on the word of Scripture and of the church. The reality is, if we had been there and if we had seen that, we actually would have been in worse shape than we are right now. We, it would not be a better situation. Thomas was there for everything. Thomas was actually handing out the bread as it was being multiplied. Thomas was there and he saw the people raised to life. He saw the miracles. But he still didn't get it. In fact, he was there the three times that Jesus prophesied, I will be put to death and then I will rise from the dead. He was there. He heard that himself from Jesus' own voice. And yet... On Easter Sunday, when all ten of his closest friends tell him that the Lord has been raised, and when Thomas, I'm sure in this period of time, saw that the tomb was empty, he still doesn't believe. He still doesn't want to admit that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. He says, no, no, I want to I see. I want to put my finger into the nail mark. I want to put my hand into the side. To have that eyewitness, to have been an eyewitness historically and naturally, is not sufficient. Rather, we have what we hear from the first letter of St. John. That we, who have received the Holy Spirit, are in a better condition. The Spirit is the one who testifies, and the Spirit is truth. Because we have received the Holy Spirit through baptism and confirmation, because we are living in the church post-Pentecost, with the outflowing of the Holy Spirit, we are in a better place than Thomas was on Easter Sunday, or even the week after. We're in a better place because we have God's Spirit Himself testifying to us directly, infused into our soul. That's the certitude of faith. That's what gives us our certitude for faith. It's not just because, look, I learned the basics of Catholic faith from my parents. And I believe my parents about most things. I'm going to celebrate my birthday in just over a week. I believe that that's my actual birthday. That's what they told me. That's the day we celebrated. I I kind of take that on a natural belief. I believe that I was actually named Michael that day. And I believe that. People call me Michael, I respond to it. People call me Father, I respond to it even more. Um, But... I believe that that's my name because that's what they told me. I've actually never seen my uh, real birth certificate. I've never seen some of these things. Um, I believe because of my parents. That's natural faith. Well, guess what? 
my faith in God is not the same as those other faiths, even though I heard the truth of religion from my parents. No, my faith in God comes through the direct testimony of the Holy Spirit. That it's the gift of faith given to us in the Spirit that allows us to be sure in the faith. I am sure about my Catholic faith. I am sure that God exists. I am sure by the testimony of the Spirit that when we take bread and wine and I say those words as a priest, this is my body, this is my blood, it becomes the body and blood of Jesus Christ actually. If that's not true, then we are worshiping bread and wine. Uh, And we, as I think it's St. Paul who says, are the most pitiable of people. We gathered here on a Saturday afternoon are the most pitiable of people, if none of it's true. But I am sure that it is true, because it is the Spirit who testifies. It is the Spirit who testifies. We who have that gift of faith are in a better place than Thomas was on Easter Sunday. And we then have to bear witness. We have to, for what I know through faith, it can't just end with me. Rather, now I have to go out and tell people that. Think about what it was like for Thomas and the other ten remaining apostles that entire week. Think about it. They said, we've seen the Lord. He's alive. He's alive. He's not dead anymore. And Thomas said, I don't believe you. And then they lived together for a week. They were there without any resolution. Jesus didn't come back and appear on Monday and on Tuesday. So for a week... Ten of them believe this and hold it as true, and one of them doesn't. How awkward must that have been? Picture just what that week would have looked like living in that house. How awkward that ten of them have the conviction, Christ is alive. And just because you don't want to believe it, Thomas, we're not going to change our minds. And we're not going to stop saying it. And Thomas, who that entire week must have just had a harder and harder heart. I'm not giving in. I'm not believing it. We need to proclaim the faith, whether the people we proclaim it to are going to accept it or not. We have to proclaim the faith, whether it's going to make a situation a little awkward or a lot awkward or not. We know that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. We have that gift of faith. And so we have to go and proclaim it. Here's the final point. This faith, that certitude of faith enables us to radically live different, converted lives. Because of my faith in Jesus Christ, my life should be radically converted and different. That it just shouldn't be that my faith is one more thing. Um, You know, I have, I'm a Red Sox fan, I'm a proud American, and I'm a Catholic. And they're all lined up equal. No. My faith radically changes the way I live. We hear in that first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. Just think about the magnitude of what we heard. If, they ha- if people had property, they would sell it and give all the proceeds to the apostles, who then would distribute it to all of the community equally, particularly those in need. Okay, that's incredible. I don't expect anyone here to go actually sell their house and give it to me so we can help other people in the community that's in need. But what, how radical would that be if we did it? Someone went out today, put their house on the market so that we can fund the charitable works here at St. Francis Parish. That's radical. You don't do that unless you believe. You don't do that unless you're sure. That's the certitude of faith. 
It allows us to live radically. It allows us to live totally converted to Jesus Christ. We don't have to have our religion be something that we always want to keep a condition. Like, I'm not going to live it too much just in case it's all not true. Like, no, I radically live this. I'm going to radically live my faith in the midst of the world every single day. I'm not going to keep a little something back or a little something on the side just in case. No, I give everything to Jesus Christ because I am sure that he is God, that he rose from the dead because the Spirit testifies. The Spirit testifies and gives us that certitude. My friends, faith is certain. The Spirit testifies. We are in a better spot than the apostles were on that Easter morning. And so let us live with confidence because of that. Let's be confident in our faith. Let's be radical about it. A hundred percent all the way. Making radical good decisions. Radically living the love of God in the midst of the world. Radically being of service to one another. Radically being generous and caring for the needy. That's our call. The gospel is radical because it's based on certitude, the testimony of the Spirit. If we live that, if we live that authentically, well, then the glory of God, the glory of God will be shown in this place. The glory of God will be shown in our lives, amidst our families and our friends. The glory of God and many more people will come to believe.